Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on best practices and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is Stefan Schmidt-Tank, Amazon Web Services, Head of Financial Services Specialist in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Thanks for joining me, Stefan. Well, thank you very much for having me, Joy. Great. So maybe we can kick off the discussion talking about sort of the impact that COVID-19 has had maybe on the payments world. What is your take on that? Three things come to mind here. I mean, first of all, um, scaling processing capabilities for electronic payments has really become a priority. As shops are closed and people stay at home, it's quite natural we've seen a surge in digital transactions. Um, if you look at data from SumUp, a payments fintech that's been published in the Italian press, it shows that electronic payments in food and groceries, for example, have increased by up to 40% at the height of the lockdown. And after the economies opened up again in France and Italy, electronic payments in restaurants and bars have doubled compared to before the crisis. So payment companies really need to allocate the resources to handle that uptick in transactions without degrading performance. And scalability is something that payment companies that have built on AWS are very familiar with. So um, Stripe, for example, iSettle, um, Klarna, Bambora, 2C2P. That surge also drives uh, a need for better fraud analytics. Unfortunately, fraud thrives in times of uncertainty and and fear. Um, Payment processors and banks need to find new ways to screen transactions for fraud effectively and and without creating that additional friction in customer experience that usually goes along with it and that often includes advanced analytics and machine learning. The second area where we've seen um, uh, an impact of the crisis is is that personalized engagement through digital channels has become so much more important. Um, Customers uh, and companies had to figure out how to engage with their customers um, and and provide them with the necessary services. But at the same time, um, while they do that through digital channels, um, they needed to preserve um, the most human experience that they, they can. And they also had to educate customers about the crisis and, and, and digital payments. So we've seen several of our global retail banking customers, for example, rapidly deploy chatbots on AWS that help them alleviate some of the pressure on the on stress contact centers they've seen in the crisis. Um, and, and they provided consumers with information about their accounts, but at the same time also answered questions about COVID-19. Uh, for me, Uh, The last few months really highlighted the importance um, of speed and seamless experiences across channels. And the third area, perhaps, that that we've seen an impact, and perhaps it's a little bit less obvious, is that payment companies and banks are using more analytics to understand um, how purchase and spending patterns have changed throughout the crisis. I mean, there are certain spend categories um, like travel, restaurants, entertainment that have seen a significant drop And other categories like online groceries, food deliveries, streaming services have seen a surge. Bain estimated in March 2020 that 65% of credit card payment volumes would be at risk because of that change in spending patterns. And so credit card companies are changing their loyalty and reward programs to drive new ways for consumers to spend. And, and, And banks like Starling Bank are using analytics in the cloud to help their customers make better financial decisions in this new environment. And for these companies, that means you have to crunch that massive amount of transactional data to understand altered consumer spending and react quickly to to shifts in consumer behavior. 
And you touched on it a little bit there, but maybe let's go a little bit deeper into how cloud technology can really alleviate some of the pressures on banks and also payment companies. The cloud enables payment companies to be more agile in adapting to a fast changing environment, innovate faster on behalf of customers to meet the changing needs that customers have, and it enables them also to use advanced analytical tools to help create better insights on their customers. And if you take the first one in the first instance, adapting fast means scaling infrastructure fast for these customers and, and, and in a fully elastic way. Now in the old world, when you had to scale uh, and you ask engineering teams how long it might take to add capacity, you would get answers like 10 to 18 weeks or sometimes even longer. So customers used to over provision to ensure that they had enough capacity to cover that peak of business activities that they sometimes see and that they have seen in, in this crisis. Um, now in this new cloud world, a company can spin up thousands of servers in minutes and pay only for what they use. So now they can provision exactly the amount of resources that they actually need, knowing that they can instantly scale up or down along with the needs of the business. Now that reduces costs, of course, but it also improves their ability to meet customers' demands. Klarna is a fantastic example to learn from and look at. Before the health crisis, Klarna built a core banking system on AWS that enabled them to scale with increased demand and changing customer behaviors. Now that platform in 2019 was able to support more than 1 million transactions a day. And just in the US, even before the crisis in 2019, Klarna has seen the number of active consumers increased by a factor of six in the United States. And, and that's without the impact of the price. So that's the kind of scalability we're talking about. Um, the second area where the cloud is really helpful for financial institutions is that they can um, use a plethora of robust technological capabilities to innovate faster on behalf of their customers. AWS puts um, over 175 services at companies' disposal that they can use to build new service, new new products, new services. And we keep adding new services at an ever increasing pace. Now that matters because with this very robust technology offering, banks and payment companies can react to changes in customer expectations and build new solutions in record time. As an example, the, the challenge of running call centers under lockdown and keeping in touch with your customers. Um, a large payment processor is using Amazon Connect to now take more than 6,000 calls a day. Amazon Connect is a, is a cloud-based call center solution, a contact center solution that scales seamlessly with your business and to support businesses of any size. And it helps improve customer experience at the same time. So this payment processor is using Connect to ensure customers are sent to the right agents based on availability and skill sets, um, and to ensure that the, the issues of customers are resolved efficiently and effectively. Amazon Contact Lens which is uh, machine learning capabilities that are integrated into Amazon Connect, companies can now also understand the sentiment, um, compliance risk of customer conversations, the sentiment of these conversations or trends that are happening in these conversations. So these cloud services enable banks and payment companies to develop those tailored customer experiences that um, customers are looking for. Emirates NBD, for example, in, in Dubai is using Amazon Personalize to build tailored retail banking experiences for customers. Um, Personalize is an AI service where we've packed 20 years of recommendation experience of Amazon into a machine learning model that enables firms to develop 
um, product and content recommendations. And so Emirates has built a personal finance manager with an automated self-learning system that helps predicting individual customer needs and match those to the most appropriate solution. And the third area that I would probably mention here is companies are using the cloud to run data analytics at scale as they try to understand customer behaviors. The data joy is changing rapidly uh, now after the crisis and during the crisis, whether it's for spending patterns or when mm -hmm. analyzing credit risks. Um, so those who can change their algorithms quickly in re response to that will win at the end of the day. And it's never been easier to collect, store, analyze, and disseminate data than with AWS. And that's not just because it's more cost-effective in the cloud, but also because the analytics services that you have available change the possibilities. So if you look at Starling Bank, for example, they're using transactional data to provide customers with insights into their spending um, and enable them at the end of the day to make better financial decisions. They take every single transaction a customer has and augment it with lots of other data. And then they use analytics and machine learning to generate those helpful insights for customers. Okay, and you've talked a little bit about sort of the neo banks that are coming up and then also the new payment companies, let's say Stripe and Klarna on the one hand, and then the neo banks, someone like Starling on the other. You know, do you think that uh, incumbents, even though they're built on maybe a very different technology stack, do you think that they can learn from these successful fintech startups? Absolutely, they do already. I mean, fintechs have demonstrated how important it is to be agile and innovative in a world where, where customer expectations are changing fast. And if you want to remain competitive in the long term, you can't innovate anymore at this at the uh, at a slow speed. You have to be fast and agile. And fintechs have also shown how the cloud is enabling that innovation and agility in a very fundamental way. Joy, we're going through a shift in technology that is unlike any other in our lifetime. And it's actually happening at a startling pace and it's much faster than anybody anticipated. Just consider some of the changes that have happened in many longstanding industries in just the last few years. There are startups built on operated on AWS that have disrupted longstanding businesses. Airbnb has changed the hotel industry. Netflix has changed how consumers watch TV. And this is changing customer expectations in financial services too. Customers want to interact with their incumbent banks or payment companies in the same instant and simple way that they interact with Airbnb and, and Netflix. So that's why we've seen fintechs like Stripe emerge. Stripe's created a few lines of code that allows developers to integrate payments into their website. And that changes the game significantly because Stripe is solving for many of the problems that you usually face when, um, when executing payments, integrating with the financial system, securing the infrastructure, meeting compliance obligations. And so that's the reason why hundreds of thousands of startups are using Stripe today, Lyft, Pinterest, Instacart, Twitter. Now for, as you say, for the incumbents, being that agile is, is hard because of the technology and the mm. infrastructure that has grown on the industry over the last 30 years. And that's usually built around monolithic architectures that are very hard to change. So like the fintechs, the incumbents are now looking to the cloud to become more agile and innovative. Excellent. Um, and my last question really comes back to a point that you made already, but I think it's a big worry for both uh, you know bank and payment companies, which is really around sort of the uptick in fraud that's been happening during the pandemic. How best do you think that they can address this issue? When it comes to preventing or detecting fraud, Joy, it's, it's both about using state-of-the-art security technology 
and using machine learning and artificial intelligence. And customers find both in the cloud. So um, customers on one hand using AWS to establish multi-factor authentication with traditional authentication methods, for example, using one-time passwords and real-time alerts. And they also use notifications, um, for example, with a service like Amazon Pinpoint to help clients track account activity and, and report suspicious activities immediately on their account. On the other hand, customers are using machine learning to prevent fraud with newer authentication techniques. Um, a great example is MasterCard's new data. Um, they use passive biometrics to authenticate account holders' identities. That means they're analyzing their digital profiles, they're analyzing their behaviors, behaviors that can't be replicated by any other party. And in order to do that, they stream petabytes of customer data into a cloud data lake and analyze them in real time with a machine learning model that they've built on Amazon SageMaker, our fully managed machine learning service, to identify a user based on his behavior rather than a password. So as you can imagine, this eliminates a lot of the fiction that's created in credit card transactions by using passwords and, and usernames and makes it simpler for customers. And so for us, as you can see, it's fascinating for us to see what kind of innovative solutions customers are building on AWS um, right now and, 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 and with the services that we provide. And we feel very privileged um, that, we're, uh, that we're enabling the industry to be agile and innovative in such a way. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your insights, Stefan. And thanks to our audience for listening. Keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast. Thank you very much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.